Hipster Bricks by Denver Day, Cost of Doing Business, Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century, or It Takes Money to Make Money. Number 25. Julie and I tooled about the hotel. We ate and enjoyed our own low tide of travel and stress. So far, we'd come a long way. Made some new friends. Had some adventures. Got laid in conformance with the political wills of the gods of sex and death. And now we experienced some true peace. We had... Now an opportunity to complete some civil service on the domestic front in a significantly low-risk scenario. And then to be done with our heavy lifting for the rest of our road trip. We could go home or we could tarry about the continent a while longer, but either way, it would be a downhill glide. So we laid about in this otherworldly feeling of accomplishment and peace this feeling of coming home that evening next morning as planned uh, Julie phoned the contact she was on the line for maybe two minutes so it turns out to be two separate jobs at different locations which provided with cover we seem to have politically uh, should not really put us in any danger she told me after she hung up the phone. Only statistical change in risk uh, involves some increased exposure to interaction with the actual individuals with whom we will be interacting. It's not worth yammering about, I said. Absolutely true, she said. She affirmed. Anyway, we have uh, one gig and one hour from now. We're supposed to telephone again uh, later at another number for the second show. Said to phone at sundown, and we can just head straight west out of town after we wrap that up. And the first drop-off was the cocaine, in a residential neighborhood among the orderly and picturesque suburban sprawl. Our instructions were to bring the big brick of coke, knock on the door, enter the building, and be cool while we exchange the handle. Then, before turning immediately on our heels and exiting the scene, we were to burn down all the buyers buyer or buyers we both need to go in i think because we don't know how many there are i said first targets are the ones who are actually looking at us anyone hiding in the back can either stay hid or stand to be counted right <clears throat> fair enough and be mindful egress out of the building and even when driving away she said that's when uh we are likely in the most danger at getting pot-shotted, so be swift. Nobody wants to be farting around with no back window. Or no fucking head, I said. Shit. Mine is itchy anyway. Do you think it, will grow, it would grow back? She asked. I might be surprised. There was one car parked in the driveway, which seemed a good thing, I guess, as it would provide us with a bit of coverage as we left the house and drove away, rather than any sort of just wide open, unequivocal straight shot between the door and the car. Julia had put the Coke brick into a paper grocery sack, which she carried like a bag full of taters, if you might. We put on the affectation of non-dangerous, matronly types who weren't about to burn someone during a drug deal, 
for the purpose of making a moral statement. Among other reasons, collectively, we each carried one of the 45s, which were donated to our cause by some benevolent partisan of ours unknown, and the in-the-belt concealed carry holsters, which they came with. I looped around the block to ensure that no surprise dead-end cul-de-sacs awaited us we leave, upon leaving, which would be soon enough, and then parked my sedan across the street with the vehicle in the driveway aligned between the destination door and the car. Julie grabbed the paper bag somewhat. Julie grabbed the paper bag, and we hopped out, and I left the doors unlocked. We walked up to the door, and I gave a shave and a haircut, wrap on the wood, about a half minute later, a man with short salt and pepper colored hair opened it with uh, an engaging smile quite parliamentarily and gestured with uh, his free arm for us to come inside, after which he immediately closed the door behind us. Nice day for delivering groceries, he said. I'm Bob. Hi, Bob, she said. Nice place. She was beating around the bush to see if anyone might come out from somewhere in the house. Good, easy, I thought, but nobody did come. A bit more small talk then. Anyway, here you go, she said, setting the bag on the table in the foyer. I reached back, pulled slowly on the pistol, and then raised it and extended my arm and put half a clip into Bob. Julie added three, and we left him bleeding out on the floor, exited and closed the door behind us, jogged to the car, and split in an orderly fashion.